On this episode of Money with Friends, what the markets are expected to do around the presidential election. We'll talk about it with Plutus Foundation founder Harlan Landis. It is Tuesday, August 18th. This is Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Harlan Landis, founder of the Plutus Foundation, coming to you today from the Poconos in uh, beautiful Pennsylvania. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like Harlan. We break the stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And we also like to help our audience get organized. That's why we are big fans of Tiller that sponsors this episode. Tiller helps you put your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and to support the show. Harland, like you mentioned, you were in the Poconos. What you doing there? I'm just getting some hiking, uh, getting some relaxation and just getting away from my apartment for, for a while. I think we all need a little bit of a break these days, the middle to end of August, and also ahead of the presidential election that we'll be talking about, at least in terms of what people in the know think is going to be happening with stocks as we get closer to the election and inauguration, which we hope will happen in January. Let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into the headline today. Hey, it's Paul from the Crazy Money Podcast. It's time for today's headlines only at Money with Friends. All right. So we have a headline here from the Wall Street Journal. Traders brace for haywire markets around presidential election, betting on a wave of market volatility straight through to the inauguration. Uh, the presidential election, um, this is uh, the uh, the authors of this article are uh, Gunjan Banerjee and Gregory Zuckerman, and it was uh, published on August 16th. Presidential election is three months away, but some traders are preparing for the possibility that prolonged political uncertainty will stoke stock market mayhem. The investors are going beyond the normal hedging ahead of a potential change in power in Washington. Instead, they are betting on volatility and a possible market tumble later in the year. Among the concerns expressed by some, speculation that President Trump could try to delay the election or disrupt mail-in voting, as well as the chance that a result remains unclear for weeks after polls close. The election worries amplify existing concerns about the weak economy, possible second wave of coronavirus infections in the fall, and the high-flying market. The bearish bet is that turmoil around the election hits the already fragile economy as the cooler months bring on more infections all hitting the stock market that is priced for a recovery. The S&P 500 has advanced 4.4% this year to close at 3,372.85 on Friday. Its recovery since March lows has powered the best 100-day stretch since 1933. Uh, the main driver of the market right now is the economy and uncertainty of a new stimulus package in Washington, which could hurt the slow recovery recently seen in retail sales and jobs. Next week, traders will be tracking new data on jobless claims and home sales, though many are expecting light trading volumes through the rest of the month. 
Um, let's go on again. Bridgewater Associates, the giant hedge fund with $140 billion in assets, told clients last month it believes there is a risk there will be no clear election winner. The real uncertainty that could confront investors is if there is material concern over the legit legitimacy of the process to decide a winner, Bridgewater told clients. Given President Donald Trump's personality, his statements about the likelihood of fraud and the relatively untested and unclear process for reaching resolution is a possibility in in our minds. And by the way, the article says that a spokesman for Bridgewater declined to comment further. The article later goes on to say the markets tend to be volatile ahead of elections and October and November tend to be the wildest months of the year anyway. The VIX has risen an average of about four points ahead of the past seven elections since its inception. And later in the piece, it talks about the fact that the anxiety is evident in the market for VIX derivatives going out to January well after election day. Typically, futures contracts that expire later in time are priced higher than those expiring in earlier months as investors brace for the unknown. That relationship has been slightly inverted around the beginning of the year, indicating traders expect more volatility around January than they do in the following months. So there seems to be a lot of concern about January. Yeah, the uh, inauguration um, seems to be one of the primary concerns here, maybe even more so than the election itself. You know, so one thing that was always true when I was reporting on the stock market leading up to the last election, I was still at Reuters and we would always say, oh, the markets hate uncertainty. And then we were all predicting, or I shouldn't say this, I should say all of the people that we interviewed were predicting that should um, President, now President Trump win, the markets were going to go, it would not be good for the markets. And in fact, the day that he was elected, the day after election day, I should say, I had quite a few guests that were scheduled that had prepared to talk about a Hillary Clinton win and what that would do for the market, they canceled on me because their clients were in such a panic. Now, in hindsight, we know that that worry was effectively for nothing. The markets went down and came back up within hours of the election. So to you, Harlan, is this real uncertainty? I mean, how much does a presidential election in your mind really actually matter? Or is this just something that the press talks about and these analysts talk about? I, I think um, it's it's a major news event, and I think that that draws the attention of just about everyone out there, um, especially as they're looking towards the more of the short term uh, effects on the market of of the news, everything that goes on in the news, and the election and inauguration are such a such a big story. Um, I, I do remember, you know, talk about volatility leading up to the election la uh, last time, four years ago. And I, th I think we just see the same sort of thing where there is a lot of talk about it and things, uh, uh, regardless of what the outcome is, as long as there's an outcome and as long as there's expected to be an outcome, things tend to recover and move forward. And the timing might be different um, here and there. But in the end, over the long view, it really doesn't matter all that much. Um, now, I think one of the concerns right now is that, you know, maybe there won't be an outcome or maybe the, uh, you know, the incumbent wouldn't accept the outcome. And that's a new variable that I think hasn't been in play before. And that's the kind of thing that has people um, uh, a little concerned and just uh, it just adds to the volatility. You know, this perhaps this time is going to be different. And, you know, I can't predict what's going to happen with the election or what's going to happen with the inauguration. I'd 
it's it's already hard enough to predict human behavior it's it's harder when you're trying to predict uh the behavior of someone who is uh completely erratic um so i think what we can expect is kind of what happened four years ago where there's going to be you know short-term volatility and just uncertainty and maybe a dip in the market as the world tries to sort itself out and eventually things are going to kick back into gear and uh you know i i this this is just what i do i i'm not too focused on the short term here i think over the long term we're going to be okay i'm not invested for the short term i'm invested in long-term investments so um i'm not too focused for myself on what's going to happen in january i'm kind of looking at you know five ten twenty year trends and we have with us here in our live recording, Sandy Smith. She has a comment. Yeah, Sandy's saying temporary. It's always such a temporary effect. And, and that's, you know, that I, I agree with Sandy here. And I think, uh, you know, if, if, if you want to gamble and try to play these short term changes, then um, I think that's that's fine if you understand uh, what you're getting into. Uh, for me, long term is the way to go. And I think long term, I'm still optimistic on everything that the stock market can do. And there's also the thought that how much does the stock market really care about the election? We talk about it a lot in the media, and I've certainly been part of, you know, the, um, I don't know what you want to call it, the mainstream media, whatever, the general corporate media. But I know that it is something that we talk about because, look, it gets clicks. It's something that people are interested in hearing about. But one thing in this piece from the Wall Street Journal that really hits me is that they're saying the main driver of the market right now is the economy and the uncertainty of the new stimulus package in Washington, which is really interesting because over the weekend, Nancy Pelosi called people back to talk about what you just talked about, the actual mechanics of the election and the controversy over mail-in ballots and the actual process and logistics of getting an election done during a pandemic, which is unprecedented. So that's a new uncertainty. But what is the market trading on, at least according to the experts in this piece, the traders, it's about the actual economy. People are interested in their wallet. They're interested, um, the article is saying, traders are going to be tracking new data on jobless claims, home sales, even though people are expecting light trading through the month of August, because of course, August is a time when we always have light trading because many people go on vacation even though vacation looks very different these days as well. So it is the question of where is the focus of the market? Is it on the economy and on the stimulus plan? I mean, it, to me, it's incredible. And this is um, a politically neutral statement just about people's welfare that the government right now came back to talk about election logistics, which is, of course, extremely important, but they have not yet settled on any kind of ongoing stimulus package to help all of these people and business owners that are out of jobs and that have businesses that are going under and suffering huge economic pain during this pandemic. But they did come back for the election logistics. Um, again, also very important, but based on what we're hearing from these traders, we need to be talking about the economy as much as, if not more so, than the mechanics of the election. Yeah, we always need to be talking about the economy. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping that it gets addressed and stimulus packages that are effective uh, get through and uh, actually do help people um, in the short term so that they can focus, they can begin thinking about the long term again. Uh, so many people right now are just trying to deal with the situation that they have and, uh, you know, whether they're out of jobs or they're struggling in other ways. 
they need that help and uh and it's temporary and whether it's going to be um you know a credit that they have to pay back later or or um you know just new new help that isn't going to have to be repaid something needs to be done so that uh in the short term people can start thinking about uh their long-term uh situation again and we did ask our, our Instagram audience to comment on this. There was a generally optimistic tone. We asked the question in sort of a funny way, but my sense is they think that the stock market is going to go up. And look, historically, that's always been true over the long term. So we can't disagree with that. The question is, are you there? Are you diversified enough? And do you have enough of an emergency fund to weather a short term setback in the stock market? So I always tell people, make sure you're properly allocated in your assets. We did also ask them to tell us more about what they were thinking. You have some of those comments, Harlan. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, so um, Mr. Guns says people will be making a rational discussion or decisions, I think, which will affect uh, the market. So have a plan, folks. And, you know, I, I I totally agree with this. Have a plan, stick to the plan, and don't let the news cycle affect, uh, you know, the decisions you make. I think it's good to stay the course here. And um, it's, you know, we've we've seen this run up and it's been great. So maybe it's a time to, uh, you know, anytime there's a big dip or there's a big gain, it's, you can certainly reevaluate where you are. But uh, I think, decisions should be made over the long term and not in a reaction to what's going on in the, over the last week or two weeks. And certainly on election day, let's just say if it were a normal day and we get the result right away, we don't know whether we'll get the results right away. But when it becomes apparent who the next president will be, knee-jerk reactions, especially if it is to sell, which certainly a lot of people did initially when it was becoming apparent that Trump would become the next president, that was probably not a good decision. So it's really important to be thoughtful in how you approach political changes. It seems like based on what these experts are saying, it's really more... And this is, you know, it's really more about the economy than about which party is in power um, and which person is the president. It's really about the actual performance of the economy. Um, and, and sometimes not even directly the whole economy, because we've seen as the economy is suffering, the stock market indexes, which are heavily weighed towards technology, have been continuing to go up, focusing on how those indexes are weighted towards those technology companies. So it's not always a direct um, correlation between politics and what the stock market and the stocks that you choose to be invested in do. Um, any more comments you wanted to share there? Yeah, I would just say that uh, the when we talk about the stock market and people invest in the stock market because of the long-term gains and the possibility out there, the only way to achieve that and to be a part of what the stock market can truly provide is to be in um, all the time um, and not sell and buy and sell and buy uh, in response to what's going on. So, um, you know, if, if you're selling um, when, uh, you know, the election results come through and then waiting and buying later, then you're probably missing the gains. And those are important gains because those are the ones that would, uh, you know, give you the, the long-term results that, that people look to the stock market for. Very well said. Hold that thought. We're going to get to our takeaways in just a moment, but I want to share with everybody one of my tips to get organized, which is something that you need to be doing. Um, and that is to use Tiller. Tiller helps you manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet. It's the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. Unlike financial apps that force you to compromise, spreadsheets are fully customizable to your needs. And Tiller makes them better with automatic daily feeds of your spending, balances, transaction, eliminating 
marketing, data entry, multiple account logins, and so on. You just connect to your banks once, you see your transactions automatically updated, so you set it up once and there's nothing else to do. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more info, a free trial, and of course you are supporting the show. It is tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Takeaways, Harlan, you're up. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I, I, again, it comes down to not reacting. If you're an investor, not reacting to what's going on in the short term and staying focused on the long term. If you are focused on the short term in the market, then just recognize that there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be volatility. And it's it's a game that you're pay- playing. There's, there's gambling involved here. It's just like gambling. And as long as you're doing that in a way that um, – uh, is balanced throughout your entire portfolio. I wouldn't worry about it too much, but uh, but just for those of us who tend to use investing to focus on the long term, don't worry so much about the volatility in the short term, and just try to do the best that you can do and vote and participate in this uh, in this uh, you know and everything that goes on in this country and do what you can to make sure that. Uh, you know, you're making the best decisions for yourself and for your family and for your community. Very well said. I love that. I mean, I think it's really important that we focus on what's really important. And you said that very well. My takeaway really here is that the markets do not like uncertainty. That is a given. But the standout worry here is new. And that is that there will not be a clear winner for this election. So everyone tread carefully on that front. But Be aware of what the markets really do pay attention to. Be aware of what's really carrying the indexes, if that's how you are investing. In this case, it is a lot of technology stocks, so don't just blindly invest. Know what you're investing in and focus on whether that asset class is going to succeed regardless of who is in the White House and regardless of the broader economy. If you think you're investing in the broader economy with an index fund, you may not be. So just look at what's actually in that index fund and be mindful and be deliberate in what you're buying, but stick to your plan and don't get caught up in all of the news cycles as Harlan so wisely said. Harlan, this is a big week for the Plutus Foundation and the Plutus Awards. Tell us what's going on. Sure. Well, we're announcing our finalists this week. And uh, if you go to PlutusAwards.com, you should be able to see that. Um, And uh, we're very excited about all the great content producers, uh, um, writers, podcasters, video producers, everyone who contributes to the financial um, community here. And uh, this is a big week for us. And we're excited to take this to the next stage as we get ready for the award ceremony, which is coming soon. Where can people follow you and find all that? Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Plutus Awards or on Facebook at the Plutus Awards and the Plutus Foundation. And go to our website at PlutusAwards.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Harlan. If anyone wants to learn more about Harlan and the Plutus Foundation, you can go to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also get a link to the full article from the Wall Street Journal that we highlighted today. And please follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at moneyfriendspod where you can also participate in our polls and our questions and be part of the show. Thanks, everyone. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. 
For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.